Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the Wombat Sports Podcast here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, wombatsports.com and gofightlive.tv. I'm Mark the Q. I'm your host. Um, we uh, have a really cool interview today. Um, this could be part one of two. Uh, we'll be doing the second part more than likely on Tuesday. Um, we're going to be uh, have we have an interview with Iman Barlow. She's one of the uh, top uh, Muay Thai uh, kickboxers in the world right now. Um, she has an interesting story. She started uh, she started training at age two, um, and ended up uh, ended up uh, getting her first fight at age eight. And at age twenty one, she has um, accomplished so much, uh, so many titles, all that as well. I mean, a lot of experience in terms of it as well. Um, she's done an absolute great job. She's coming off a really great win a couple of weeks ago, um, as well. It's 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 great. It's a great story to hear. She's um, as much as she's only 21 years old, she's done so much in the sport so far, um, and she's still got a lot to do in terms of her fighting. Um, she's going to be fighting in South America at Suriname coming up um, in the next couple of weeks, so it'll be interesting to see her over here in the Western Hemisphere. She's originally from London. She um, is, She's from London. She's uh, trained so much often in um, Thailand, and she was a part of the Infusion Reality Show uh, that happened last year. So we're going to be talking the the uh, first portion. I think we'll be talking a little bit about the Infusion uh, reality show that she was a part of, uh, training in Thailand, um, her upbringing, um, her recent fights, and um, talking a little bit about foreigners. Um, I think uh, fighting over in uh, Thailand as well. So here we go. Here's a part one of our interview with uh, M.M. Marlow. Congratulations on on your win this past weekend. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Now, um, you know, it, it seems like um, right now that you've kind of gotten to a little bit of a groove in terms of your career. Um, tell us a little bit about how what's been going on with you recently in terms of fighting. Um, well, recently, like last year, I had a really good year. Um, and then towards the summer, I was building up for the infusion reality, you know, done that. And then I, I come home for, I think, just before Christmas. And then uh, I suppose it's just starting the year off again, Um there's no really fights after Christmas that much, so just getting back into it. I've had one fight this year so far, and it's just waiting for waiting for the fights to come around. You know, being a Muay Thai fighter, I mean, this is coming from from people, a guy that that watches a lot of MMA. <laughs> um, you know, getting into that group because it seems like you girls obviously fight a lot more um, in terms of um, a Muay Thai. Um, it seems like it seems like almost uh, bi-monthly that you you gals fight versus yeah. an MMA fighter, maybe three or four months. Um, is, is it is it hard for you to kind of get out of that groove in terms of you know train not training for a fight you know and 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 you know just going going at it um, in training as well I mean you know is, is it kind of frustrating for you at times? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think like usually I say six weeks for a fight camp, so I'll, I'll I'll train six weeks, I'll fight, and then I'll have a week off, and then after that week off I'm like I need to get back to training I feel lazy but then when I'm training and I'm not training for a fight I, I find it so hard to train I just I just want to train for a fight but then when I'm training for a fight I just want to I want a day off but then when I have a day off it's like this is boring like there's nothing to do so I love to keep it in fight camp as much as I can to keep myself in shape and to you know keep my my, my mind on the game and, and hungry for the fight something to aim for all the time yeah, the, the the complexities of being a fighter, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, 
I mean, you mentioned in the Infusion Reality Show, which is I, I kind of find is an interesting concept as well. I mean, mm-hmm. they um I think they they've done a lot more often a lot of female casts in terms of that as well. What you know, and I think it's what what maybe four four or five weeks that uh, that show um, is taping, roughly. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, I mean, what's the length usually that you're out in, in Thailand uh, oh, right. fighting and, and for the show or, or being a part of the show? Uh, well, the show, the filming was around 12 days long, um, but obviously a lot of girls went out there before to get used to, you know, being out in Thailand, get over jet lag. So I, I was out in Thailand for about six weeks altogether, but then some of the girls were only out there for, 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 for the 12 days. Yeah, I mean that that's compared, like I said, to, to to the Ultimate Fighter, which was six weeks, I think it was six or seven weeks. Yeah. Um, those girls were were out on set as well. What what was your experience like out there in terms of this reality show? Obviously, it's a a little bit different in terms of of the format because you guys tend to um, fight a lot more often during the show. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think you guys were as questers as maybe the the girls over at the Tough House were. But um, tell me a little bit about that experience about being a part of the show in terms of the production. Um, it was a really good experience. I, I really enjoyed it, and and out of the sixteen or eighteen girls that were there, I I knew most of them, or I fought half of them. Um, so for me going over there, I was quite, um, I wouldn't say confident, but like easy, like relaxed. I didn't mind going there because I I knew people. Um, I already had friends, so so in that way it was good. Um, I met some great girls over there, and, and we all got on. Like most of us got on, which was nice, and it makes it easy easier because we all kind of are going through the same thing and, and support each other we all had our own little groups so it was nice it was some days it was like long days of filming and and the heat especially when you were like trying to cut weight it, it was hard but for me I had the weight thing under control so it wasn't as bad as some of the other girls so kind of made it a little bit easier for me the thing about Muay Thai too is is that you know, as much as these girls are from different, so many different countries, um, it seems like all of you girls know each other. It's a small community, although it's, you know, a big community, yeah. as it were. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, that obviously is something that you ladies, I think, I think it's a unique situation in terms of you ladies, um, in terms of the community as well. I mean, yeah. you know, what does it mean to you to, to be able to know so many girls in different different countries and, and know that the that the sport has girls that are that have women that are in different countries that are, are kind of representing the sport and helping the next generation out. Yeah, I think it's great. Like I've fought so many different women and 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 each one nearly I've kept in contact with. You know, after the fight you'll go up and then you'll be friends and you'll talk and we'll say, Oh, add me on Facebook, we'll keep in contact and you always do. Uh and say like it's always helpful as well if you're fighting someone that they might know, you know, give them a quick message and they'll help you out and, and same the other way. And also, like, you just keep in contact. Like, I might be going to visit my friend in Sweden who I fought about three or four years ago, and she was in Thailand as well. And it's just, like, so nice to it's so nice to keep in contact and, and the girls are, are really nice and it's good that we can, we can do that as a sport. It makes it so much nicer to be in a, a nice community kind of thing. Now, going back to uh, the Infusion Show, obviously you're used to being in Thailand. I mean, obviously, was that a, that that's something that was um, that was beneficial to you versus some of these girls that may not have been um, in Thailand as much? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I was used to the heat. Like, I know what to expect out there, and I'm used to it. I was used to, you know, the training times and, and how long you train for out there. Um, 
didn't have jet lag by the time some of the other girls come. I know the right places to eat, what I should eat, where I should get my food from kind of thing. Uh, and same with the drinks kind of thing. I just was more weary of everything and more comfortable than some of the other girls might not have been. So it was a, an advantage. Um, speaking of which, I mean, you grew up, you basically grew up in Thailand. I mean, tell us a little bit about your upbringing in Thailand and, and your beginnings as a Muay Thai fighter. Yeah, I used to go um, to Thailand around every six, uh, stay there for six to eight weeks every English summer in the school summer holidays with my mum, dad and my brother. And we used to go to mainly Ditty Gym and, and train there uh, in Bangkok. And we'd also go to like an island for a week to chill out. Um, and I had my first fight in Thailand when I was eight versus a boy. Um, and then kind of after that, every year, I just tried to get as many fights as I could within the six weeks I was there um, and just travelled around Bangkok, Phuket, um, just trying to get fights as a youngster. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, now, um, you know, you have a unique situation in, t in, in which you saw kind of where women's Muay Thai was evolving a little bit in, in Thailand. I mean, some of these girls are starting to start as young as eight and, and make their way through the system, as it were. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, what's your opinion of how, how far the, it's progressed? And obviously there's some things that, um, and I know Rosie had brought this up, about, you know, there are some things that still need to be um, need to be done in terms of getting these, uh, these girls um, on the equal level with some of the guys in terms of respect. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I think it's progressed loads um, since I like since I was little. There's more and more girls fighting. There's more and girls competing, training, everything. It's just we're just nowhere near the boys. Like we don't get paid nowhere near the same. Um, in Thailand, you know, they've got the thing about the men in the stadium. But then some people think that girls fights are not as entertaining. Um, so it's hard. But that's what everyone is trying to do, you know, have a good fight, put on a good show and show that girls can fight just as well as the boys kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's always that struggle across all the women's combat sports now. I mean, I think in MMA in particular, I think that's that's kind of grown a lot faster, um, yeah. you know, due to the popularity. But um, I'm hoping other sports are starting to see that the value in having female fights on their cards. So, um, you know, fingers crossed on that. Yeah, um, Go ahead. It's like um, infusion now. On their like live card, they have six fights, and every um, per every show they'll have one girl on the live card, which I think is is a start. It's good. Um, so we're kind of getting out there slowly with infusion. They're giving girls an opportunity. Yeah, you know, I was going to shout out to infusion for doing that. I mean, yeah. they they've been very very uh, they've been very very good about doing that. Um, and so has Lions Fights. Lions Fights has been doing a very good job of doing that. Yeah. Um, Legacy here in the United States is starting their own amp their own uh, kickboxing organization. They just started it, kicked it off, and they're starting to do do female fights as well. Um, and then that kind of drives me down to what you think about what's going on in the scene right now. Obviously, there's starting to be a little bit more um, opportunity in terms of fights um, here in the United States, in particular. It mm -hmm. wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. We haven't seen as much. But it's starting to grow again. Um, I know, you know, in Europe, obviously, there are a little bit more opportunities. Um, but in, in your opinion, how is the scene right now and uh, in terms of being a fighter and uh, being able to get a fight? Um, I think it's much harder because at one point when I was fighting, I only ever really used to, you know, when I was 13, 14, I only used to fight on my dad's shows. So if my dad would email, say, like a, a foreigner, 
a foreigner's gym and say, you know, I'm looking for a fight, and they'd give them my name, they would ser- search my name on the internet and you wouldn't be able to find anything, you know, so they'd accept the fight and would fight and I'd win. And it, it kind of went like that for ages. And now I got to a point where I started fighting on other shows in England and more stuff got put on the internet and videos and, and, and stuff like that, and I got a bigger fan base. And But now it's harder to find fights. Um, not because I've fought everyone, but just because like some people won't fight me or they're not available or they want too much money. So it's much harder for me to find fights now. Um, not so much with Infusion because they they are willing to, to bring anyone over kind of thing. But like on my dad's home shows where I started off, it was much harder. You gained a solid reputation, um, obviously, <coughs> having, having so many wins. Um you know, I, I think that it is kind of a really interesting dichotomy because now with the social media realm and um, the availability of access of information, yeah. um, people can research their other fighters, you know, pretty pretty prominently. So yeah, you can find anything out about anyone really now on the internet. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's an interesting interesting thing. But um, hopefully, I mean, I think with with that in mind, I mean the absolute opposite is also happening too, is where people are finding out about these people and they're finding out about you and a bunch of the and the other fighters as well. So yeah, oh um, yeah, totally. That's press a little bit yeah. for for people to do more international fights. Yeah, from from the stuff, everything on the internet now. Like I get a, a lot more followers, a lot more um, messages. Um, it, it is like one or it's kind of like balanced out. Do you know what I mean? Like pe- the messages I get. Are just like unbelievable, and it, it kind of makes me feel like you know what I'm doing is, is good, you know, helping people out as well. When they say like you're their inspiration, it kind of thinks like you know, when you have your bad days at training, uh, you kind of think, Yeah, I, I know why I'm doing it, it's nice. Yeah, now speaking of, of you know, availability of fights and, and all this as well, I mean, this kind of goes into another question I had because, um, um. Uh, uh, Joanna Jojacek, Jojacek. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correct name correctly. And um, yeah. Yeah, she she won last night. She she absolutely destroyed Carla last oh, night. Oh really? Yeah, she oh, did. Oh wow. Yeah, I see yeah, so that. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure you're familiar with her because she was she was in the Muay Thai community for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and I mean we're seeing girls. I mean like Jermaine and Bammy was was fighting last night. She won her fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I mean Jermaine's Jermaine was an undefeated Muay Thai fighter as well. Yeah. Um. You know, is there a worry that a lot of these girls? I mean, even even Tiffany Van Soost had said that maybe she's thinking after her her uh, Lion Fights contract is up that she might may make the transition over to MMA. Yeah. Is there a worry right now that a lot of these girls are are seeking to go to MMA just because there are more opportunities for fights and all that as well? And what do you think that's gonna how that's gonna how's that gonna affect the um, Muay Thai community in the future? Do you think that a lot of girls are going to still maintain wanting to do Muay Thai or are they going to go straight MMA? Um. I think a lot of girls will still stick to tie, to tie. It's and I think uh, another reason why they go to MMA as well is not just the lack of fights. It's maybe the money, because we all know there's a lot more money revolved around that um, at a good level. Um, but I think the girls that do stick at, at Muay Thai or you know stand up is is because they love it. Um, I don't know, and I I think as a girl as well, there's. It's whether you can you can go up. It's a different level, I think. MMA it's totally different um, to to tie boxing, and it's whether you've got enough to to want to do that and got enough love to to do that as well. I don't know. It's hard. I don't know what to say about stuff like that in MMA. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, there's always that opportunity. I mean, a lot of girls, I mean, if they go in the UFC, they can't fight Muay Thai. It's just simply, simply put yeah. that, that way. But, um, you know, I think Invicta with Shannon had, has, has been very open in terms of having her fighters. If her fighters wants to fight in Muay Thai, as long as she knows that, that that's what the situation is going to be, um, yeah. she's open to it. Um, just as long as she has a heads up because she wants to make sure that, she's, uh, that you're not booked for another fight uh, yeah. for Invicta. Um, this is coming from Shannon herself, like I was able to talk to her. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think that, I think it's interesting that, that some of these girls should have the opportunity to do both. Um, you know, I think it's, it's, you know, I think it's a great way of staying busy because yeah. some, some of these girls, I mean, we talked about this earlier, you know, some of these, some of these, some of these, uh, some of these fighters are like, I need a fight. And, yeah. um, sometimes MMA doesn't have the fight for them or sometimes Muay Thai doesn't have a fight for them. So it's interesting to say the least, but I really hope that this ends up becoming a dichotomy rather than just them straightly going into MMA and, and just sticking with MMA for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to see some of these girls in MMA going back to, to Muay Thai. I mean, uh, I kind of almost wish that Jermaine didn't win last night because I would love to see her back in, in Muay Thai again. Yeah, um, but then I know. see, like, um, the stuff on, on, on the internet about, like, the build-up. Like, this is for, what, the show they were on last night. What, is it UFC? Build-up, the promotion, um, all the, like, officiality. Like, it is amazing. Like, it is so cool. And it's just a shame that we... We don't have something like that, so I can I totally understand. Like they've probably gone from you know weighing in in a sports center, um, having a picture with your girl and then fighting to to this like huge weighing thing. Like they trained day in front of an audience before. Like it's amazing. Like the social media around around it. Like I can kind of see the why they well they're staying there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, they're obviously getting a lot more respect, and yeah. the promotion behind them are, are, are is happening. And you know, you know, I I kind of hope that you know, Goy would 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 be more open to putting females in in their cards. I think they're about as closest as they we can possibly get in terms of that um, kind of that feel. Um, yeah. I know Glory have had a couple fights, um, a couple female fights, but they've all, all rendered to the preliminary card, which kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, it's something I reached out to Marluce about. I was like going, listen, we really need to see some girls on, on that glory card. And she's kind of with us on that. Mm, um, yeah. So, you know, I, I really do want to see it. And I think part of it is, is that, that I don't think we've gotten to that point here in the U.S. yet where um, kickboxing is on that grand stage like a UFC is. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be hard for them to be able to do that. But um, I think, you know, a couple, couple organizations are kind of on that cusp. It'd be nice if Lion Fights had a bigger TV deal. I think they they could they could take that that as well. But um, we'll have to see what happens in the next couple of years in terms of that. But um, yeah. the way things are right now, it's just UFC's you know the, the biggest biggest fight promotion that's out there right now. Besides, well, I'd say the biggest fight promotion out there. Period. Yeah. Um, you know, I know there's some boxers that are, are getting a lot more money, but I don't really consider them fight promotions, considering that you know it's basically yeah. a fighter that's promoting themselves. But um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I know there's been a push here in the U.S. at least um, to get more kickboxing on on television. And um, with that, in my I mean, with that, I mean, we we see like you know stars come out like Joanna Bears and um, Tiffany Van Soost, who's yeah. um, kind of figureheaded the women's end of things. Um, and I really want to see more. You know, I really want them to. And, and Lion Fight's been pretty good about about you know trying to find um, a little bit of homegrown talent, a little bit more uh, talent as well. So yeah, uh, you know, I think. You know, some of these, these things are just on the verge of stuff happening as well. And, um, you know, I feel your plight, and then, you know, I'm trying to try my best on my end to, to kind of help you gals out in terms yeah. of the promotion and things. So, 
I think everybody had a feeling of that as well. Yeah, um, sometimes you just got to stick with it, and, and opportunities will come. Yeah. On a side note, I mean, did you did you see the the fight between Bears and uh, Cyborg Justino? No. What? What happened? <laughs> oh, you didn't see that last year. No, I didn't see it. What What oh. happened? I don't know. Oh, Jorina. I mean, you know, you know who Cyborg is, right? Yeah. 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 Jorina basically, basically, um, basically, uh, just destroyed her in in five rounds. It was, uh, it was the most unbelievable thing. Yeah, as an MMA fan, you know, you, you see, yeah, you see Cyborg as this un, unstoppable force. Yeah. Um, and Jorina just, just, just way later. Um, you know, it was just an, kind of an amazing, kind of amazing situation there. And I think a lot of us are surprised. But here's the funny story: was is that the group had had told me that not to, <laughs> not to, not to. Uh, Take Jorina lightly, and then when weigh-ins came in, and I saw how big Jorina was versus Cyborg, mm-hmm. um, I ended up starting telling people like, "Don't don't sit on Jorina." Um, and sure enough, that ended up happening. But um, it kind of did throw a little bit of shockwaves in there. And I know Jorina's done MMA before, but she's has a losing record in, in MMA. But it just goes yeah. to show you that it takes a different different kind of skill set to be an MMA versus um, Muay Thai, and it takes a translation in order to to be able to do, be successful in that as well. Yeah, um, totally. Like even some Thai boxers will not fight K1 because it's just not what they're used to. So going from Muay Thai to MMA, like it's learning a, a whole new different sport and learning even Muay Thai, changing that as well at the same time. Yeah, and um, I think a good example of that for was last night too. Um, uh, Joanna, Joanna, the rate the reason that Joanna won was because Joanna had really good takedown defense. Um, Carla kept on trying to take her down, but Jorina was just sprawling out as, as much as she possibly can, and 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 Carla just couldn't take her down. So when they go back up, you know, Jorina was just you know was was just you know in with the strikes. I mean, she had some really nasty um, elbows uh, going yeah. going in, in, in terms of when she was in tight quarters. Um, but um, yeah, it does take a, a different kind of skill set to go in. But I, I kind of found that interesting in terms of, um, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, well, oh, oh, Jorina just destroyed Cyborg. She'd be great in MMA. It's, it's absolutely not true. Yeah. It's just a situation where I think that, you know, a Muay Thai fighter has a lot of different skills. An MMA fighter going into M- uh, in Muay Thai is, you know, it's, you know, there's a different, there's a different dynamic in terms of where, where that is, where, how you stand, uh, what your mindset is going in uh, versus an MMA fighter. So it, yeah. it's, it's an interesting dichotomy, but, um, I think it's a really it's a really good and in, in, interesting uh, study into you know what Muay Thai is, you know versus what mixed martial arts is and all that as well. So it's an interesting yeah, study. yeah, um, yeah. I mean, um, let's talk a little bit about your commentary. I mean, you were I I, I saw your your, com- uh, your commentary with Tiffany Tiffany's fight infusion last year. I mean, yeah. Um, how you first of all, how are you liking the the, the ability to be behind the mic and be able to commentate these things and. Um, I, I thought you did an absolute fabulous job behind the mic. Um, oh, thank what, what you. Kind of your, uh, what kind of your thoughts on that? Um, it was kind of like you know, just not a favor, but do couldn't do it that night, so I I agreed to do it, and I do in, enjoy it. It's just it takes me a while to get going, and sometimes I don't know if I'm saying the right or wrong thing. Um, but I love it. Yeah, it, it's a uh, it's nice to to be there on big shows as well when usually I'll be watching at home but I'm there at ringside um, commentating, it's amazing especially on a, a, a big fight like that I was going to watch it at home on, on my laptop and the fact that I could go there and, and be there and even commentate on it was awesome 
Yeah, I mean, you did not. I think you did an absolutely fabulous job. Um, you know, and I've seen, you know, I've seen, um, you know, I've I've seen, uh, you know, different fighters, you know, take go behind the mic and um, try their hand at it. But you seem to be a natural at it. So <laughs> thank you. Just yeah. So just know that you know, I want to see that. See, see, you hear your voice a lot more often behind that infusion mic whenever you get a chance. Yeah. I um, so. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, you know, again, shout out to Infusion for for doing what they're doing out there. I mean. I'm always seeing that they have a female fight going on, and um, yeah. you know, they, you know, they're keeping the faith in terms of, of of these female fighters as well. I mean, it's great to be able to see that as well. And they, they tour around Europe too, so I mean, they go to a different country. Almost it seems like almost every uh, every card. So yeah, um, it's great to be able to see that uh, the, the ability for them to go to different countries and have different fighters on there as well too. Um, Okay, uh, that was our first part of our interview with the Iman Barlow. You guys can check out Iman, um, um, Iman Pretty Killer Barlow on Facebook and at Iman Barlow, that's I-M-A-N-B-A-R-L-O-W um, on Twitter. Um, so make sure you guys follow her as well. We'll have part two of this interview coming up on Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, it's going to be very interesting. I think it's roughly, I think... If I remember correctly, that's roughly 8 or 9 o'clock um, London time for those people that are listening. Across the pond, um, we'll be talking to her a little bit about training, more tra- about training in Thailand. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit about, um, you know, about, you know, social media and all that as well. And, um, yeah, we'll be talking a lot about um, about uh, her training judo, actually, was one of the things we uh, also talked about later on in the interview. So um, that'll be on Tuesday. So we'll have the second part of the interview on Tuesday as well. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Wombat Sports, at Wombat Sports, and Wombat Sports on Facebook. Um, and um, check out all the news that's going on. Um, obviously, congratulations to Joanna Yumjacek, uh for winning the championship last night. It was an unbelievable fight. Um, Joanna did an absolute great job. I talked a little bit about that in our interview. Um, and it was really kind of interesting. So um, we'll have some more coverage on that as well. Um, very busy weekend. I think we had like 11 or 12 fights. Plus, we still got fights going on today. We got fights going on Monday. We have fights going on Tuesday. So um, it's kind of a little bit more of an extended weekend. So uh, definitely uh, check out wombatsports.com and um, check out our section. We'll have um, more about what's going on this past weekend as well. And we should be um, back to 100%. Uh, I should be back to 100%. Um, so we should ha- should be catching up on some news that's been going on over there as well. Um, so please go to wombatsports.com check us out. Um, as well. Um, and with that in mind, we'll see you guys on Tuesday um, at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern um, with the second half of our interview with Iman Barlow. Uh, like I said, absolutely fascinating gal. Um, at Iman Barlow on Twitter and Iman Pretty Killer Barlow on Facebook. With that in mind, we'll see you guys on Tuesday. <laughs>